Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. We love a Linktree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal and buy me a coffee should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Fill in the blank. The amount of Belgian celebrities is blank. The Queen's got to the most iconic challenge. It's time for Snatch Game. But who slayed and who betrayed? It's time to talk all things Drag Race Belgique. And back on the pod is fabulous and very, very busy. Maxim, how are you? Salud, salud, salud. I am uh, I am paid and I am booked. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> Those are two very important things in life. Yeah. Um, so um, congratulations. Thank it's you. Not everybody um, gets paid. We'll just say that. No. And not everybody's booked and not everybody serves. Listen, I just got back from Nashville and I'm going to say something very controversial right now. And every single drag artist in New York City is going to say, fuck you for saying this. Um, but for those who've never been to Nashville, they have an area called Broadway. And that's where they have like all the honky tonks, the bars, and they have live music literally from 10 a.m. till closing around two, three o'clock. And they have these these performers who perform there. Um, and I went to one of the bars and they the one of the um, guitarists was coming around with the tip bucket. And he's like, yeah, um, this is how we get paid. We don't get bookings. We just get paid in tips. And I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, it's a rite of passage. It's the way we have to do things here. And I was like, if every fucking drag queen in New York City oh. heard that they would no longer be as fucking entitled as they are. So drag queens, check yourself. Tip gigs are worth it. Exactly. And drag queens, you all have five bookings a week while drag kings have to scrape for nothing. So again, check your... Check your it, it, like if you're doing a, a gig for three hours as a guitarist, t- literally taking a request the entire time of every con- any country song you want and you're getting tips, that's because you want your career to extend and go longer. So if you don't get paid like 50, more than $50 for a gig and you're starting out, be grateful for even that. Well, maybe that's why they're banning drag in Tennessee. Maybe. Um, but I had a great time in Nashville. Um, as I've been telling everybody, um, and I'm going to have everyone keep me um, accountable, I am going to be a country singer soon. Um, my name will be Daddy Yeehaw. <laughs> can't wait, can't for wait to collaborate with Orville Peck and by collaborate there's no yeah. music involved no music involved but there's plenty of um movement and dancing yes um drag news of the week friends if you have not seen the cast of drag race España 3 is out i'm uh, very very excited i am stoked for this cast um there was one massive surprise on there but i guess they're going to reveal that when the season starts mm-hmm. um but again the good happy fun news is we have our second 
a fab performer on the franchise. Very, very exciting. Um, she's she's very pretty. Very, she's very pretty. Very pretty. And there's a video of her, like, there's, like, a comparison of, like, her, like, watching Drag Race España for the first time and gagging. And now she's on the show from the pandemic. I think she started during the pandemic, something like that. Look so. at her. This is super, super fun. Um, I can't wait to discuss it. We all know I love Drag Race España, so good times about to come. And before we begin, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters presented through the rest of the reality television production. We are shown on the editing television. Let's see. We read it was presented. Yes, these real people are given an opportunity to go on the television show to share the crap, but they have also been themselves positioned to be discussed. What's on the podcast for entertainment discuss reality television show? Okay. Um, <laughs> you know what? Okay, no, I have to tell you something. Yeah, go for it. I was in Toronto two weeks ago. Um, and I begged my friends to take me to like see local drag. And we went to this one bar called uh whatever woody's which is like their biggest their, their biggest mm-hmm. bar there was this one drag queen who was performing and the entire time she wasn't lip sync she was barely moving her mouth to the words that she was singing and i was like wait does she not know the words but then like six minutes into her set because the way it works there is like each girl comes on and they give her like a seven minute set Yep. And then the whole time she was like barely moving her mouth. It was giving like, you know, detox when she does the, uh, mm-hmm. it was just giving that. And I was like, oh, that's, that's her, that's her lip sync. That's her lip syncing style. And Loki, I was living. So yeah, maybe you're onto something here. Maybe, maybe. Um, I just, I say the words. If it's unintelligible, that's on you. But I say the words that need to be said. So no one can get mad at me when I say the things I say later on the podcast. Period. Shout out to Unintelligible Screaming, who is a yeah. drag artist from Brooklyn. Listen, there's a, the first two episodes, I usually do it in slow-mo, so people are able to hear it, because um, I expect people to listen to every single episode. I listen to everyone. Thanks. Well, five episodes into Drag Race Belgique, how are you feeling so far? Lots of changes since we last spoke. Yeah, a lot of gags. I didn't, some girls went home whom I didn't expect to go home, um, like Edna and Mocha. Mm-hmm. Um but you know this is a competition and if there's one thing we can always count on for drag race is gags and shenanigans and twists and turns no matter what the geographical location is it's true well let's dive into it m-o-c-c-a don't forget the bonnet the pint-sized dancing diva has left the building mademoiselle boop will say that mocha was a ray of sunshine even if they couldn't understand her which is shade Mm-hmm. But all right, we're just gonna we're gonna push that aside. Um, Racism, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Susan is congratulated for the intense lip sync win, as well as joining Boop in the AWC, the Anti Wig Committee. Mm-hmm. If they align with the girls from Espana, there would be many queens who hate wearing wigs that who are supposed to be wearing wigs, and they'd have a lot of alliance members there. And don't forget Monique Hart. Ah, that's true. Mo Hart, Mo Hart, Mo. But if you ask Katina, uh, she thinks that Susan's wigs are ugly. She probably thinks the ones that are actually just her hair are ugly too, but um, you will, we'll never know. <laughs> it's the top six and the queens are ready to get out of drag. Uh, there is a lot more room, a lot more spacious opportunity to you know do whatever you want when there are only six left. But Drag Queen will call out Atina for complaining about being safe again. I mean, listen, we all know the uh, the narrative. It's in every fucking franchise. It's tired. Yeah. Can we stop doing the discussion about I've been safe every week? 
just don't do it producers just let let the queens win and and be high when they should be don't make them safe to make them let loose i was if you took the words out of the mouth like maybe all she needed was just to get loose get loose well a new day has come and the girls were on her mocha bonnet bonnet as they enter um they will mocha not mocha bonnet that's a great that's, that's a great drag right? mocha bonnet yeah well because there, there's a there there was oh, i'm dating myself now there was a place in new york city called cafe bonnet um, yeah i remember it was, it was my go-to coffee shop that i would do all of my interviews and work and shit there when i was doing the what a theater yeah it's no longer got there i don't know what it is now um it's fine it, it, it was a chain Take there was one, away from there was one square. in brooklyn by my high school i remember as well Times square just takes everything away from me i want my virgin mega store back like why can't i have my virgin mega store yeah yeah in the porn theaters well those can stay away i don't need those back um that's called only fans period endorsed by rudy giuliani i should i I should do an entire podcast special discussing the drag race girls fans. I think I would get listens. Well, would you get the views though? I think so because I, I will be able to talk about what they what people should and shouldn't subscribe to. Now I'm not gonna do it, um, but I do. After DragCon, I did decide to um, subscribe to one person, but. I just needed to know how she tucks because I don't get it. Evie? No. The British pork chop. Oh, 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 yeah. I've seen that Twitter. I was like, damn, the white wings really mm. be, the twi- the white wings really be coming here with the baseball bats. It's true. It's true. All right. Um, the girls are going to say that sparkled like Christmas and brought it all to the runway. Again, shade. Are they just ribbing off their fallen comrade? Like, why did she did not bring it to the runway? Her 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 looks were um questionable. It'd be like that sometimes. Not everybody. That can being do said, it. she did drag. She did yeah. drag. Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, Susan is still there. Her velvet shirt is on her body. Uh, she just wants her adventure to be fun from this point out. She has a lot more energy. Atina is wearing a short with horses on it because they are still reminding her that she looks like a horse. <laughs> the alarm sounds and Rita Vega has arrived and I would wear the shit out of that fuchsia suit. I, oh, that God. was so cool. For this week's mini challenge, they have to be flexible and get up close and personal with one another they will pair up to create a single shared body one will be the top the other will be the bottom says all the bottoms in the room (laughs) they have to get into their best picnic quick drag as they will lip sync the classic rupaul anthem bring back my girls really that song are we really trying to bring back my girls happen like i don't want to make it happen no thank you (laughs) <laughs> well, maybe maybe RuPaul is just trying to, you know, get, get on those coin. <laughs> you know, RuPaul is trying to get on that on those Belgium iTunes charts. Does anybody does, did you still use iTunes? Oh, of course. That's how we still rate things, I guess. See, the pairs are as follows: Coin gets to pick Peach. Suzanne takes Boop, leaving Atina with Valenciaga. Who would you have selected for this challenge, and which position would you want? Mm, that's a great question no i would want i would i would want to be the top because mm-hmm, being on the mm-hmm. bottom is a whole ass workout 
Um, mm -hmm. Also, like, I want to give face, you know what I mean? Like, from the challenge, because yeah. watching this challenge, you don't remember, like, you remember, like, if, from this challenge, you remember the Susan because you saw her face. Right. Boom. Even though they, they, they were great together. Now, the girls are really doing the most to get ready for this challenge, like cutting hair, uh, wearing nothing, a.k.a. Peach. She's a quick one. She just puts some, like, a little chapstick on, and she's done. Um, do you like picnics or you picnics? Mm -hmm. You know, um, it has to be very specific. It has to be, like, the perfect 74 degrees outside. Like, we have to have blankets. There have to be no insects, and the food has to be good. You know, I'm just very... That's I'm fair, just that's very fair. yeah. Unless there is a fat our, joint involved, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> so our lip syncers are going to be Suzanne Peach and Atina. They are the tops, um, which is funny because I don't think any of them actually are. Mm -hmm. Listen, this song is a new classic, but let's be real. This lip sync was rough. These girls did not know the words. That was a lot of French watermelon, watermelon. Mm hmm. Well, Belgian watermelon. Right. I don't even know the lyrics to this song. And I've heard it how many fucking times? Bring back my girls. Where are you at? Yeah. The challenge is always just a fun way to play in Camping Up. Um, they, they could have had a better song than this <laughs> one, right? Like, or the, There has to be a better RuPaul song. Maybe. Out of all the RuPaul songs, there has to be one that song that's better. In the end, the winning duo is Suzanne and Boop. Do you agree? I do. Yeah. That makes sense. They're fun. No, for sure. When when Suzanne started shaving Boop's legs, like, I lost it. <laughs> I fell off my bed. Well, they win nothing. Wah, wah. First time mm -hmm. this season. Airtime. They win airtime. For this week's Maxi Challenge, they've reached the milestone. The iconic Drag Race Challenge Snatch Game is... We all know how this works, but in Belgium... Can't wait to see how over the head these references are about to get. If you had to do a character for Snatch Game, who would you pick? I would probably uh, Patty Lapone. Okay. And I'm surprised nobody has done her because she is so funny. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, I would do. There is this Ukrainian drag queen who was like super popular in the early in the early two thousands. She even was in Eurovision. She was on the, the spy movie with Melissa McCarthy. Her name is Vierka Serduchka. I would probably do her. You know, she's okay. big, big personality, super funny, plays on stereotypes without making it like offensive, and you know, speak to what I know, speak to my background. All right. Okay. All right. Well, the girls who would get do? a quick drag just so they can get who I would do. Yeah. What I would do. Oh, I've said it many times. Many people know. I would do Alan Carr. Very simple, very easy to do. A lot of fun. But my second choice, because I'm now a huge fan of the television program, The Traders, Claudia Winkleman, by far. So easy to do. I don't know why no one's done it. And if she is not a guest judge on Drag Race UK this upcoming season, I'm going to be livid. Uh, that woman is brilliant. Manifesting. Those are my two options. Apparently, I need to be British. Apparently, all I was about to say. Like a British. It's fine. It's fine. Well, the girls are going to get a quick drag just so they can get into celebrity drag. Some are excited while others have amped up their anxiety and fear. Boop is scared of improv. So that's where her storyline is going to be. Um, and we're going to find out <laughs> she's a fucking right. 
Athena is torn between three. She has Louis XIV, Valérie Lemercier as Lady Beatrice from Les Visitors, Serge Gainsbourg. Are you familiar with any of those choices? Yes, I'm familiar with Serge Gainsbourg. He is like a French icon. I'm very familiar with Vanessa Paradis. She was Johnny Depp's ex-wife. She's the mother mm-hmm. of, you know, the Lily Rose Depp. And um, she has great songs like, Je l'ai taxi. But, oh, and, and, and the singing nun, of course, you know, a legend, mm-hmm. a gay icon. So... For Athena, um, Louis XIV was known as the Sun King. That's what I learned. Uh, Valeria Messer is an actress known for her character from this film. And Serge Gainsbourg was a chain-smoking French musician considered to be one of the most important people in French pop music. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. That's kind of cool. Now, Dracoin thinks that Athena's first pick, Serge Gainsbourg, won't be funny enough. Will, be, will she be correct? We will find out soon enough. Athena notes that he is a problematic figure, but Susan is more worried about his voice and mannerisms. But Athena reveals that she smokes three packs of cigs a day. She'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying y'all gotta stop smoking, but smoking is bad. You don't need to do it anymore. <clears throat> yeah, smoking is so bad. Unless it's green. Or yeah. mask. Yeah, okay. No, well, no, Paige no, no. was originally thinking of doing Secret Stories Emily Natine as she is a big boobed aggressive blonde, which is her. Yeah. All over again. But she's going to pivot and do Dominique Lemon. Um, if you do just a simple Google search, it would tell you that this would be a massive transformation for Peach. Will she do it? We will find out. Um, Dominique Lemon is known for Stargazer, but Peach is worried about mocking his speech impediment. She's also worried about looking silly. Now, the speech impediment thing. We have seen on another Snatch game um, a certain Citrus do a speech impediment for a character. And it was praised. I think you just have to do it lovingly. Yeah. I think... I think... If you're mocking the impediment, then you will have, you know, it's it's very much giving Trump with right. people when he was mocking that disabled journalist. But if you are making fun of a character who happens to have a speech impediment, I guess I it's 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 all just being like respectful and just like also knowing not to fall into like the insulting tropes. I think that's a way right. to avoid the controversy. So Rita is back for a walkthrough to see how the girls are getting on for Snatch Game. Balenciaga joins first, and she's nervous about Snatch Game, as impressions are not her thing. She is leaning do- toward doing Vanessa Pelzi, who is obviously a renowned French singer, an actor, and a model, um, and apparently was the musical, um, lyrical muse to the likes of Lenny Kravitz and Serge Gambaro. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, look at this full circle moment going on right here. <laughs> right. Um, it's almost like, oh my god, I can play off of that um, if you're smart at improv. Yes. She's going to do a little bit for Rita, and it's literally whispering. I was like, oh no, this girl has no idea what she's doing. This is Snatch Game. When has that strategy ever worked out for anybody? Maybe she never watched it. Maybe she, maybe she never watched a single episode of Drag Race. Honestly, I was, that was one of the thoughts I had. I was like, ooh, come on, girl. Auntie Susan is here, and she is going to be portraying the singing nun. And Rita will ask if she will be singing her famous song, Dominique. And well, just a few bars in, and Rita has a headache. Um, that song in 
easily will get stuck in your head. Dominique Mechanique. Susan's strategy for this is to fully become the character with the voice and have fun. She reveals that since she's been there, she's had an identity crisis as she's shown the laid back funny side of her. Now it's time for Tina, who gets to show up her guns, bro. Um, she will do the end of the line era for him. Um, and I was like, why do we have to bring eras into this season also? Can we stop with the eras? I'm done. Well, have you got your tickets to the era store? I don't. I'm not a T-Swizzle fan, so um, I will not be attending. Unless <laughs> someone wants to give me tickets, I'll go for free. I'm a really will, great date. I'm sure, I'm sure she will really miss you. Probably. Now, it's time for Tina to show off her Gonsboro. Um, very soft-spoken, um, but she's unnerved. She knows that it's not just about acting or improv. It's about imitating someone and staying in character, all while t- taking unrelated questions and making them funny. That's the game. So Peach is next. She'll visit with Rita, and she is, in fact, doing the Stargazer. She is prepared for this, but is also worried about getting stuck in her head. She usually lets others talk, but also knows that this challenge, she has to cut in and be loud. Now, Boop has arrived with some birds and a hat, and no, she is not doing Edgar Allan Poe. It is, in fact, Amelia Nathan. She is a Belgian francophone novelist. Are you familiar with her work? Absolutely not. Uh, you haven't read all 15,000 books of hers? No. All, 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 all. <laughs> no. Boop is a fan of her work and knows her perfectly. She thinks that Nabom is talks about herself often, and that will be the strategy, but is worried about admiring her and holding her back. Rita tells her not to insult her, but give an homage while still being a caricature. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if RuPaul would give that advice, but, you know, sometimes RuPaul chooses violence. I don't know violence. advice RuPaul would give anymore. If, if, I think whatever advice RuPaul gives might be coming out of a earphone. Well, when RuPaul told Salina to just breathe, I was like, uh, trigger. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Very funny. Um, Rita is going to have a little chat with Dragon. Um, We're going to a little trial run here. But first, her options. She has Monsieur Virgil of Blah Blah fame. What a very scary looking character. But she is worried that um, he talks in rhymes, which will be tricky for her. She also has Michael Derzian, who is a Belgian politician and a bit of a drunk. Rita will say that she can play with his blood alcohol level, and there's the fun. But she says, get progressively drunk and not go out all from the start. The key to success is variety, but consistency. Rita, she's pretty smart at this. It's almost like she's done it before, twice. Right, right, right. Now Rita bounces so they can get finished preparing, but we're going to move right into the Snatch Game where Rita has done the costume change. The queens are on the main stage. Um, I know I'm very controversial where I just like do not like Snatch Game on the main stage. Like, why are we doing that? Where is the yeah, studio? I agree. It just looks cheap. It takes away. It's just my personal opinion. Um, but we all know how this game works. Make Rita laugh. It is time for this iconic challenge, but it is the make or break of Drag Race because that's what the chill tells us. Like, um, like if you win, you are going to be in the pantheon of amazing performers. If you lose, no one gives a shit. But that's the storyline. Well, if Let's you do meet. poorly, people will 
bring it up to you every single time of for the course. rest of your life. For the rest of your life. And if you're smart, you're going to take that all the way to the bank. Absolutely. This drag queens, I, I apologize for saying this, but if you go on drag race, you cater to the fans. If they love something you do so poorly, make it work. Merch it up. People will buy that shit. Period. You heard that here. All right, let's meet um, our celebrity panelists. First, it's the man who has rubbed elbows with David Bowie and Andy Warhol. It's the iconic, the icon of Belgian punk, Blastique Brachon. Are you familiar with his work? Uh, no, but I am intrigued. The name, yes, the, name alo- the, the name alone is um, interesting. And next up, straight from Drag Race España, she lights up the stage at Madame Arthur's Cabaret in Paris, and yet she's Belgium. It's Jerry's Jeter Clee. Are you familiar with her work? Uh yes. I've been she was she was definitely a standout on her season, but I love how she was like, I'm gonna go on Spanish franchise before I get on the French and Belgique. And it's kind of smart because now she's a celebrity, so now she gets to it's come back. True. Um, I got to see her perform uh in London when I was there for Dragon. I got to see like Eight of the eight to ten of the cast of Drag Race Espana, which is so fucking amazing. And then I got I didn't get to interview her because uh, scheduling didn't work out. But I got to talk to her a little bit at the end of uh, DragCon when they were all cleaning up, and I was helping um, Ant Accessories strike their set. Um, so she was very, very, very sweet, very kind. Um, but she's another one who English is not language number one, two, or three. So trying to communicate was a little difficult. Because English is number one, two, and three for me. Right, right. But it is for them. It's like the fourth language. Now, I have to say, we got a very missed opportunity. I wish I could have seen Jirigi and Rita interact at DragCon, knowing that they already knew each other through this. Wouldn't that have been so cool? I don't know. Now, before we begin, here's how we will do things. We will go character by character and discuss their overall performance rather go rather by question. So let's meet our stars and we will kick it off with Peach as Dominique Lemon. He can read our futures in the stars. It's Dominique Lemon who is going to see if a quickie is in the cards. And that would have been funny had Peach brought out cards to read from. Yeah. It was the look was plausible. Everything was plausible. The character was plausible, but like no props, no tarot cards, no, no, like it's if you're go if you're going for somebody like that, you need physical comedy. It was like you know that was like right, you know. Remember when Priyanka did uh, Cleo, but she also had no props, and it's like what are you gonna play with? And because you know, as, me now exactly. But also you know, as somebody who like studied acting in theater, like sometimes the prop is what helps you get in the character. Once you have that right. in your hand. That's what that's you know that's what you, is going to help you interact. So I think that was just, I guess, lack of experience and just you know. Oh, fully. Um, now I, this might be a little controversial here, but I know that the person she's playing is much bigger. But the transformation was there; it just didn't feel complete. I think the appearance of being a bigger person on a literal twink was very much lost in translation. I didn't even know it was supposed to be a bigger person. That just looked like oh yeah a he he. Person. Very, very big man. Very, very big man. Um, now, Jirigi's first question is, to love is to blank. 
Um, and Dominique will say, she says to console oneself, but I think we already know what she means. Well, I apologize. That's what Dreezy said. Dominique will give the answer to fuck oneself, essentially the same thing. Um, the problem was it wasn't done in character. She didn't say the answer in character. So she got points off for that. Yeah, but she and made but it. she made people laugh. She did. But this was all we got from um, Peach in this entire challenge. That was it. One question. Moving on to Athena as Serge Gainsbourg, uh, legendary songsmith. Um, again, praise the transformation, looks old and looks very tired, kind of like me. You have so much in common with one of the greatest uh, pop, pop icons of French culture. Old and tired. I love it. I'm here for it. Now, Gonsborough is at the end of the line. Why? Well, he went too far with Whitney Houston last time, and we all know how that turned out. That was funny. Is he referring to, you know, the... Um, the last album, which okay. flop? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, also, he would not fuck any of these whores. The worst thing you could tell a woman is that they aren't fuckable. Fun fact, that's also the worst thing you could say to a gay. Tell a gay that, and they will call your eyes out. Not that I would know. Period. You know what? I feel like if you tell that to a woman, she'll be like, you're only saying it because I, I, I said no to you. You know how, like, men, like... Hey, beautiful, fuck you. Well, you're ugly anyway. But, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. when you say that to a gay guy, yeah. No, don't, don't, don't even test it. Don't even try it. I will literally cry. Um, Our first question is about Kim Kardashian and her stretch marks being the biggest blank in her life. I'm thinking Kimmy K is not happy that she was that question. I mean, hey, at least she got airtime. Every time, every time yeah, she gets mentioned, sure. she gets a coin. Well, Gonsborough says Marvel. It's a marvel in her life. Choices. That was a choice yeah. answer. My whole thing is like when people do characters like like Ginsburg is notorious drug addict, alcoholic, like man whore, like profane, very talented, but like all those things and and. I'm always looking. I'm, I'm always looking at these characters. I'm like, this is drag, like elevated, like bring right. it out, exaggerated, like, like she was afraid to like not be insulting. If I was there, I would literally nonstop cursing. I would bring a meth bong. You know what I mean? Like go out, like pop off. You know what I mean? This is drag. Like, you know, if you're already choosing a controversial character like that, just like go balls to the wall. You know, like how Eureka did with Divine. You know, it was a big swing. Listen, I mm -hmm. thought it was, I, but I thought it was funny. It was engaging. It was true to the character and it was drag. You know, we were, that's the one I, you know, I still remember out of all the hundred million Smash game characters we had. The second question for Gonboro will get, um, he will say that to love is a quickie on the cheek, but in a poetic manner. Um, this man's sleazy, ain't he? Well, listen, he's foxy. He's foxy. Let's move on to Mademoiselle Boop as Amelia Nothomb. Um, Belgium was gifted and enigmatic writers. Uh, Amelia Natom thinks Rita is Mr. RuPaul. Uh, very funny, but also very colorblind. <laughs> very now, smart. she has a new book to promote, Shikari Gravestone. I'm sure this is funny to someone out there. Remember when we were talking about Shikari a couple the weeks ago? in the first episode. Yeah, I remember that. I thought yeah. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a cute nod to the geographical location of the franchise. Yeah, apparently it was very funny because uh, 
Patrick Bergeron laughed quite hard at that. He was very, very, very uh, impressed by that. Now, Emilio Tom has waited a long time to give her answer, so she took the opportunity to write her new novel. And it's a very long book and will be available tomorrow and be published by Alban Michel Visage. Okay, like, this is how you do it. Like, you make it work and you still also do nods to the original show. I was very impressed with Boop. I was, see, now listening to you now, I was... I didn't. I wasn't impressed with her delivery. I thought that it wasn't as funny. Um, the jokes, but the references is definitely very, very clever, and it's also yeah. a, a way for viewers like us to be brought in and understand right. what's happening on the joke. She um, she knows that this is an international stage. I will agree because I, I I did not know if like delivery she was doing was like funny or was i was like what it was but the way she approached the character worked for this now the question for oscar wilde phrase to love is to remind her of a chorus song she learned in which there is one word that reminds them of love the writing is now going to be very unintelligible and the caption will say otashi boot made this bitch very ridiculous i don't know what the hell was going on but i was living and that's exactly what i'm saying that you know, drag, drag it up, make it ridiculous. Now, one thing that I think hurt Boop, and not by her fault, but she brought an assortment of hats to the stage, and she's going to swap them out before each question. Unfortunately, us watching her do it ruined the comedy, but the gag was still funny. There were a couple times where you caught, the camera caught her doing it. Um, I guess that's her shtick, but it was very well done. Well, they could have also chosen in editing not to show that so that was a right. deliberate choice would you think giant hat <sighs> i mean as i said earlier you know props is what helps you get in character so i'm pretty sure every time she put on that abraham lincoln or you know something else it helped her you know think of new ideas now the final question when it comes to donatella versace and fashion her answer will be that she doesn't have much of a fashion sense so to her fashion is a punishment I've never felt more seen in my life. That was very funny. If I had someone who could style me, I think I would be a knockout. I don't have that. I I like, no. So if anyone wants to help style me for the next Glam Awards, please do slide into my DMs because apparently my look wasn't good enough because no one saw the fucking rhinestones on my fucking blazer. Oh, so you no think love you pull my out bling. this um blue t-shirt out of your closet but what you don't know is that it's not blue it's not turquoise it's actually cerulean which it actually is for viewers who can't see it actually it is cerulean it really really actually is which is funny um oh god but i'm poots let's move on to valenciaga as vanessa parley uh, it's the news to the musicians and the icon to everyone but orthodontists it's vanessa parley now that gap was giving madonna a run for her money yeah, for sure. Madonna could also. Have I thought it was Madonna. I again? thought she was dressed as Madonna, like early two thousands Madonna. Yeah, like music era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta say, Valenciaga was clearly set up by the edit when they played a wind sound effect in her intro and not answering how she's feeling. I don't know if she knowingly bombed as hard as, as she perceived as we perceived her to bomb, but um, the edit made sure we knew she bombed. Yeah, but you know what? Again, when you bomb Snatch Game, 
you become imprinted in the cultural zeitgeist. So maybe that's smart. Sheila gets to answer the question about Kim Kardashian's stretch marks and says holes, which will then get a symbol crash. And I don't get it. Not a match. I thought it was funny, though. I thought that was yeah, the funniest I just, response. Yeah, that's fair. Um, she will answer that to love is to pleasure oneself. And that is a, a match, according to Jirigi. Um, Just there's no character or humor in her performance. And that, that was the downfall for Valenciaga, sadly. Moving on to Jacqueline as Michael Derim. He's like a father to the nation, explains that the nation's high rate of alcoholism is Michael Bapaderdem. Break out that red solo cup because it's time to get her Rita on. Um, I think there could have been a Marg inside. I don't know. We don't know what was inside that cup. Could have been Margarita. I, I Listen, again, props. Props. Now, I want to talk about this, and I want to also come and remind everybody that this is coming from an American lens. According to the caption, Michael Dardin will say, I was on Ruclair's show yesterday. He's a fag too. I'm shocked that that word was used. Yes, for reference, Laurent Ruclair is a gay TV presenter and comedian. I just didn't think that World of Wonder would like actually show that word in America. So I wonder if it has the same like historical weight to it as the the right. the f word you know i'm not i don't know if we're allowed to say this in this podcast um but you will be but you will hear me say it every night at rosemont um yeah it was funny it was i actually kind of I actually gagged a little bit of that but you know i'm pretty sure i did too i think i think drag race back in logo days would let it air nowadays yeah. no Nowadays, it would have been, the, the, you know, the puppet challenge. They don't do it anymore mm-hmm. because they don't want you to be fisting a hole. Listen, if that is your kink, friends, go for it. It's. I heard a story of someone who had gone to a fisting accident, had to go to the hospital. Ew, no, no, thank you. Miss um, Cracker said, but there also is no accidents in fisting. No, there wasn't. Um, yeah, so it's very interesting. Like maybe if you were watching this in England and the word popped up on your subtitles, it's not going to have the same weight for them because that's what they call a cigarette on a daily basis. Uh, for us, it's a little different. So that's why I was a little surprised seeing it on our world of wonder. But before answering the question about Kim Kardashian's stretch marks, he will lean over to the singing nun to tell her that they are what are on her ass. Shady. Shady, shady, shady. But the answer that Plastic will give is heartbreak, and Michelle will not give it that answer. He says, he sips a drink and says strife. Why? Because it rhymes. I don't know French. Maybe it did. I didn't catch it. Now, before he can answer the second question, the man has passed out. Like, he is literally shaken awake, and when he is alert, he shouts, everyone loves Rita Vega. Then he says that love is to fall down and then proceeds to plop out of his chair. Good for Jacqueline. You know, she, she, she was committed to this character. She was committed to this bit. Yeah, no, honestly, that was Papa was my favorite out of all of them. I thought he was funny. I was excited to hear what he had to say. And Loki, I thought Quinn was kind of hot. Okay. I was a little okay. bit turned on. Was a little bit turned on. 
Now for him, Papa, fashion is a weapon because when he puts on a tie, he takes a shot at everyone. Everyone loves Papa. Now, Jerezy will agree with the statement, which gets him to go bang, bang to her. Um, I think she was either taken aback or aroused. You decide. Maybe both. Maybe. And finally, we have Susanna's The Singing Nun. Just a few notes from her famous song are enough to get stuck in your head. It's The Singing Nun, a.k.a. Janine Zickers. Um, she says she's been dead for 40 years, so she says it's nice to get out and about. And I was like, those are fun moments. And those are usually my favorite snatching characters when you bring back the dead and they acknowledge it. Yeah. You know, Jinx, Jinx Monsoon. Monsoon. And, and then I think somebody else did it. Oh, Jimbo as um, John Rivers. Now, the singing nun says that to love is having fun with the other Cloister sisters. I knew nuns did it with one another. I mean, what, who else are they going to finger blast? Um, also, please note that Jirigi will give the universal symbol for tonguing as the singing nun reminds us that she really misses her really, really, really good sisters. I am sure there are cloister videos for those who enjoy nun porn. I'm sure it's a category on Pornhub. Listen, I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. Mormon boys are cute. Moving on. <laughs> For her, fashion is a happy song. She will ask if she can sing her new song, and she does. It's about Rita Baker, a Canadian queen, and how she was allowed in Belgium where the women are adorable, but the men are barely tolerable. This was very cute. I think this was very smart of Susan. That's how I feel about Russian people. The women are gorgeous, and the men deserve... Do not exist. Below, there it is. Um, do you think if anyone decided to do like a parody of Putin for Snatch Game, he would have them murdered? Great question. Um... <laughs> Listen, I'm saying gay Putin, Snatch Game character. It's just like Kimmy Jong Un. What do you what do you, what do you mean gay Putin? How is that different from the real Putin? <laughs> Boop. There it is. Um, I'm here for it. So there here's is, what I'm saying. You this know who they, this, this is funny. Do you do you know drag um drag king uh, sweaty Eddie? Mm-hmm. Of course. But the first time I saw them perform, I literally came up to them. This was before they were putting like bedazzles in their face. I literally came up to them after the show and I'm like, you know, you look like Putin. And then I realized that that's not a compliment. And then they laughed, and then I laughed uncomfortably, and then we pretended that it never happened. Here, 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 drag king friends, whoever wants to dress up as Putin, I'm going to give you a number to perform as Putin. Um, or you can do a reveal from Rasputin to Putin. Um, because that song, Rasputin, is one of the best songs ever fucking written. You listen, Boney M should be on the same level as ABBA. The only difference, they're all black. And that's why no. they're not. Rasputin is one of the best songs ever. I just, I, it's so fun to listen to when you're high. Check out older songs. They have brilliant songs that are all like storytelling, but great beats and like great vocals, great production. Like they are the thing. I I was tuned into that song um, on one of the uh, recent episodes of Doctor Who when um, that moment happened, and then Trixie Mattel performed it. Gay heaven. Yeah, love it. Um, yeah, this was a very, very interesting snatch game as it wasn't. They, they weren't presented poorly. They weren't bad. It just wasn't funny to an American. It was lost in translation, I think. 
I thought there was some moments that were funny. Um, and it wasn't fall out of your chair hilarious. No, the the person who made me laugh the most was the the politician. You know, the, just the drunk politician. Mm-hmm. But I guess you know I was strangely turned on and also reminiscent of politicians back home in Russia. That, that's what it was giving. That's fair. All right. Well, Snatch Game has concluded and an elimination is on the brink. The queens will enter while giving Papa a kiss. Draquan thinks it wasn't her best performance, but Peach thinks she'll come out on top. Then Boop will get praise. She had her doubts, but she didn't think it went too badly and believes other queens screwed up more than she did, which is very accurate. But Atina is worried about being too trashy in Snatch Game, so she censored herself. And it's like, well, that's a you problem. The queens will discuss the icon known as Audrey Hepburn. What's your relationship with a Hollywood starlet? Uh, we were intimate lovers, um, I wish. <laughs> um, I love Audrey Hepburn. Growing up with Audrey Hepburn, my first memory is like watching a movie, How to Steal a Million. And that movie, okay. heavily, that movie heavily defined my moral compass. Um, she's she's brilliant, and I I know they're making a biopic about her with uh, Rooney Mara, and I'm very excited about that. I am going to apologize to everybody at this moment. I did not grow up with classic Hollywood. It was never my classic um, genre of film. For me, what I grew up on was like. 80s slapstick comedy, the Mel Brooks movies, uh, Monty Python. That was what I watched when I did classic Hollywood. Clue. And it, those and it shows. I can not proudly say I've never seen a movie with Audrey Hepburn in it. And I know what you're going to say. There are major movies she's been in, and I will say I'll put it on my list. Sorry, I mean, friends. No, she just, is. Just the amount of times that My Fair Lady has been referenced on the runways of Drag Race. Well, listen, like... I know My Fair Lady. I'm just, I was, I'm, I'm still Julie Andrews on that one. I'm a little insulted she didn't get the film. So, oh, well, I guess you'll, I guess, you, I, I guess you like your actors who portrayed, you know, Eliza Doolittle Horse to a Lion. Good for Correct. you. Well, Boop is very inspired by Audrey Hepburn, so she's a little worried that her look will be overly typical Boop. She's very elegant, a.k.a. Audrey Hepburn. Drag Queen is going to give a classic silhouette with a twist. And it's now time to talk about drag inspirations. And first up, with an answer that should shock no one, Drag Queen was inspired by Tim Burton. She loved his stuff as a kid. I can see it. Um, do you have a favorite Tim Burton? Flick. Sweeney Todd. Interesting. Okay, okay. Now, let me ask you this question. Had you seen other Tim Burton films prior to that? Yes, I've seen Alice in Wonderland before. I've okay. watched Sweeney Todd. And, I, and of course, I watched the, the cartoons. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I mean, listen, I'm also a theater kid. I'm a huge Sondheim fan. I think Sweeney Todd has a brilliant score. I don't really like what Johnny Depp and... Elena Bonham Carter are doing with it, but it's a it's a choice that is that I respect. Certainly a choice. Well, that's why I ask because, like, I I mean, for my timber and reference point, it's definitely obviously um, Nightmare Before Christmas and Beetlejuice and Batman and Edward Scissorhands. Um, so for me, like when we got to <laughs> Sweeney Todd and and uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I was like, oh, he's just tired. 
It was the it was the Johnny Depp era, you know. It was the Johnny Tim Depp Burton era, wasn't his was. Johnny Depp era. I think I think that's actually why I really like Sweeney Todd is as opposed to his other films because his other films are super campy. Yeah, and Sweeney Todd is like a horror thriller. And I'm usually not I, into horror thrillers, but this one just made sense to me. I will try to go see Sweeney Todd on the Broadway. I just cannot picture Josh Groban as a murderer. So we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. No, but the whole cast is amazing. It's Annalie yeah. Ashworth and uh, there's the whole cast is great. Jordan Josh Fisher. Is, yeah, Jordan Fisher, the guy from uh, Stranger Things. I always forget mm-hmm. his name. But it's, and it's and it's it's a beautiful or, or, orchestrationally done show so last time i saw sweeney todd was when patty lapone was playing the tuba i love that production and that's probably the patty lapone that i would be doing snatch game i'll I'll bring my big ass tuba there it is atina has drawn two strong women she sees every day and in films suzanne will say something that i think was a little bit of a surprise and reveal for her but for her it's classic broadway from the 50s and 60s she's also um a big fan of barbara streisand who she calls a big icon for her did not expect that because everything we've seen from susan that's been boy has been like 80s referenced i can see i can see that um i mean my thing with suzanne is susan <laughs> who's who, who suzanne um susan my name my problem with her is that i still don't understand who she is like i still don't get is like she's funny but then she's she's like is she campy is she i just i, I like everybody else i feel like she's in this campy. cast she's campy but then it's like she doesn't go all the way there. she she's a chameleon i would say i guess she doesn't change her colors all the way through so you can still see her yeah. among the leaves she also will tell us that you can see members of her family within her especially her mother who passed her love of the 80s and movies and theater to her Balenciaga loves wacky women. And I was like, okay, I don't see that connection. But boop, says Nina Hagen and Bjork. She shares that her first time in drag, she did It's So So Quiet, a drag staple, if I do say so myself. Atina will discuss how it's all about the look for her, and somehow drag queen will relate it to a morning fart. Atina's career is compared to her bowel flatulence. And that's where, is that. Mich- where is Michelle Visage when you need her? I don't know. But let's bring it to the runway. It's main stage time. And speaking of Michelle Visage, Rita is decked out in Michelle Visage's least favorite color, green. I hated this look. I don't I even know what the fuck she was wearing. Top to bottom. I love the earrings because they were giving like different colors. And, it was and accessories. But oh my God, who it just, ah. Like I just the proportions are wrong. The the, the gal wasn't hitting the floor. It was a it, sack. It was yeah, le sac. On the panel, we have Luffy, my future husband Musti, and Plastic Barsham. Why was Jiriji not invited to judge? That would have been a very important moment. I'm not gonna lie. I I agree. Considering that Jiriji is a trans woman, this is like a very important right. representation. I guess they were just like, oh, she didn't do that well in her season. You Maybe know. she was busy. Listen, I think she plays farther than Theresa May. And Theresa was a guest judge. Very true. Very, very true. Well, doesn't matter. Category is Night of a Thousand Audrey Hepburns. In honor of the runway, we'll play Moon River or The Rain in Spain. Let's do The Rain in Spain. All right, Nine Atina, no designers listed. Uh, wouldn't it be lovely to see Atina do a My Fair Lady inspired look then turns into um, well, something that's not My Fair Lady inspired. 
I think the homage to Audrey Hepburn and the My Fair Lady frock was great. It was drag. The reveal into the pink look was interesting because I'm not sure I was completely on board of the story she was telling. I actually might have been okay if she didn't do a reveal. I I love the story that she was telling and when she was taking all the pieces, it was just the reveal makes no sense. It's not Audrey no. Hepburn. It's not 50s. It's not 60s. It's just like the hair is wrong. The look is wrong. Just I just I I this is a, this is a no. It's like it's like you know like when you're making out with a guy, and then like it's like great and you, you get steamy and stuff like that, and then like he pulls down his pants and he can't get hard. Like I'm not making fun of erectile dysfunction, but that's just you know when you're like oh you know as opposed to like oh. yeah okay yeah I could see that. Um... Moosey says that he loves her runway and it was a good idea and followed the plot of the film. He said the idea was progressive with the layers coming off one after another. He says it was very exciting and executed well. Bussy says that he was fully won over and her runway was great, saying it was refined. Luffy says that her snatch game will have the most realistic makeup, but it wasn't enough as she felt she fell out of her role as the snatch game went on. Rita says she was she wondered if she would survive snatch game and felt like she was slowly coming undone. Ooh, bad remarks for Atina first time this season. For I'm going to sure. give this a soft Moon River because I do like the first part. Um, Yeah, I mean, I like the look on its own. I would wear that. It's my signature fuchsia color. But yeah, I guess it's a, I guess it's a Moon River. Audience, 83% Moon River, 17% The Rain in Spain. We have Valenciaga, look by Arnaud Couture, hair by Remy Hart. It's I see the reference, but there was just not enough of the pattern to make it look authentic or couture. The cut of the gown was beautiful. She looked regal, but the styling was a bit of a miss. The hair was not drag enough. The camp part of the look was that dangling dog on a leash. No pups were harmed in the filming of the show. Let's be real honest. It was fine. It was safe. It needed to be stronger, especially compared to what she did on Snatch Game. This was going to be a, the, that, the only way she would be saved with, with a better look. Yeah, I I think that I think she she didn't need to do all these black spots. She definitely didn't need to do the black spots that all look the same. You know what I mean? Like it's like well, it's I think that's what the reference of the original look was. But she they weren't even the same pattern. No, and it's like if you look if you look at it, all the all the spots literally look the same. Like she had like a template that she put on the dress, and like it yeah. just it does it, it does like I didn't understand what it was. The hair is the flattest hair I've seen in my entire life. So bad. Um, but the dress itself is beautiful, and it does give me Audrey Hepburn. I just mm-hmm. wish that uh, it's just like I feel like it just cheap. It, 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 it's it's like this is like how to ruin a beautiful look one hundred and one. It, it's just yeah. No. Yeah. Rita will ask how she felt hearing her name, and Valenciaga says that they were not prepared to see the energy that she has. Her, her drag gets better week after week. Moosey says he liked her snatch game look, however, she faded into the background. Luffy will say that she her role was rather simple compared to others, and that was a shame. Basique says that physically Vanessa was there, but it was up to her to offer a bit of a repartee to be present, but nobody was home, and it was a letdown. He said she lacked poise, and she didn't want them to love her, calling her bland. Um, the look, I again, I, I needed to go further. It's a rain in Spain. It's 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 a, it's giving me a, a rain in some third world country. 
audience, they kind of liked it. 78% Moon River, 22% the rain in Spain. Well, democracy, First Amendment. Drag one, no designers listed. Uh, she is easily doing the most iconic look of Aubrey Hep- Audrey Hepburn um, with the cigarette. I understand how she is doing it her way and doing it in a way that feels drag and unique. It's an homage for sure. I love the smoking headpiece. I just don't quite understand the white bodysuit. It takes away from a very cool silhouette she has crafted. And you don't even see the pearl necklace, which is really an important aspect of this look. For sure. It's... It's it, it, there's some I, I I'm actually enjoying this. I know that if I saw this at, at the bar, if it was done by somebody like Untitled Queen or Antifa, like conceptual queens, I would absolutely live. And this is this is great. And we've never seen anything like this on Drag Race stage. And um, I, I, I commend her to her commitment to just doing everything her own way with us like. You know what I mean? Like I like mm-hmm. I saw this around. I'm like, like, you know, if I didn't watch the episode, but I just saw the looks, I knew that that would be Quen's look. Um right. and, and the fact that there's like smoke coming out of it is amazing. But my favorite part was the the the, the slit in the back of the dress. It was right. very sexy, it was very just I know it's functional, but it was also just like mm. Luffy says that as usual, she goes beyond the look and she gave a whole story, which is her strength. She says that when she wants to push the envelope, she loses them. She sees the elements of Audrey Hepburn, but wasn't won over. Plastic says it was a bit reductive, though they loved the smoke and thought it was well made. He says that Audrey Hepburn isn't a cigarette. Moosey liked her runway, but was more confused by her snatch game. He says that she personified much other than well, but it was a gimmick. He says it's hard to give depth when, even though she pulled off the gimmick extremely well, she hit a wall. He loves her look and says her interpretation was a success. I say no, Moosey. We will fight about it in bed. Um, it's a rain in Spain for me. It's a moon river for me. And guess what? The audience couldn't decide either. 50-50. Oh, wow. She said, she says verse. Mm-hmm. Next up, Suzanne, look by Fia. I love this My Fair Lady homage. The look has the elements that capture the reference, yet Susan has picked something that shapes her body well and still has big fun drag in it. I could have used some sparkle, but overall, this is a very solid look, a very solid reference. It's been done before, but it's in a way that still is unique to Susan. Yeah, it's very recognizable. You get it. Like, it's My Fair Lady. It's uh, Audrey Hepburn. I wish the dress was longer. I I don't like the length of it. It is giving, you know, the words of Sofia Vergara, cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought the hat was fun. I thought that the hat was asymmetrical. Was I thought that was like the moment when I kind of understood a little bit, too, like Susan, that, you know, she's she's still giving that like, like a um, little bit of a hodgepodge vibe, even though it's clean. Um, mm-hmm. This was, and, 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 and her makeup is quite lovely. Luffy says that she 100% nailed her character. She says she liked how she changed her voice and that it was what pulled her into the act. Plastic loved her singing nun saying it was magic. Rita says that she committed to the role 100% from A to Z. She says for the Snatch Game portion, she should be very proud. She feels that her version um, of her look, sing, it's classy. She says it is in a side of her that they see every day and says it's more refined than what they've seen. I will give it to Moon River. It, it's a Moon River. 
Audience agrees, 84% Moon River, 16% The Rain and Spain. Next up, we have Peach, no designers listed. Uh, the look is recognizable. We know it's the breakfast at Tiffany's moment. I think the face mask is, mask is the best part. It's got the bling and it feels like drag. How she thinks gumming out in a white shirt is going to cut it on the runway of drag races beyond me. This needed to be elevated or revealed into something fabulous, which we will talk about later. With only six contestants left, this was just not going to cut it. This was not going to cut it, but still, in my opinion, she looks better than some other people. Just I mean, that's honest, too. That's fair. She's because she's just like really beautiful. She has this like enigmatic presence, and she just has this like the way she carries herself makes yeah. everything look more elevated. But you know, Rita's faces when she was looking at this were hysterical. She was not having it, even though <laughs> no. I would say that Peach looks better than Rita in this episode. Um, boop. boop. Um, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's 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 a no. It's giving like baby drag queen and an open set. It's giving. I'm a twin guy. Can wear whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, the shoes Most- are really cute. Moosey says the role she chose for Snatch Game was amazing, but she could have done so much with him, even in the way he speaks. He says that each time she came upon a brilliant idea, the execution went downhill. Luffy says that she could have done better, but she still enjoyed watching her. She says she has really shines when she plays a role and advises her that she should use that talent she has. Rita says that as far as the look, she is calm by nature and rarely gets annoyed was furious when she came on stage saying she was insulted by what she showed them. She says she gets the idea behind it, but if she wants to be daring, the shirt has to be out of this world with rhinestones or pearls. Unfortunately, it wasn't a success. And Rita, I will agree with you. What the fuck? It's a rain in Spain for me, baby. I agree with you. I almost want to give it a Moon River just because as I said, she looks better than Rita, but no, it, it is a rain in Spain. Listen, the listeners agreed and said it was great. They said 72% Moon River, 28% the rain in Spain. I don't know what y'all are smoking, but okay. And finally, we got Mademoiselle Boop. No designers. I said this is Boop to a T. It is so elegant and simple. It is paying tribute to Funny Face. And looking at the side by side, there are liberties that Boop took to fit her silhouette. The corset rather than the wrap is fine. I understand why. Audrey Hepburn has flats in her version. Boop made them heels, and that was very smart. I think this was very simple but effective. My thing is that is it a little bit too simple? Um, I see. I think out of all the looks, this is the one that screamed Audrey Hepburn the yes. most. Um, I just, mm, it's nice. It's just like I'm looking at the photo, and this is the problem I was kind of having with the look. It felt like it wasn't made for her body, so it was kind of like scrunching in some places. While if this was Audrey Hepburn, it would be not a single, not a single wrinkle anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wish she bedazzled the the mop. Of course, yes, yes, yes. The mop is giving the mop is like giving like season three lip sync like wigs. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, not the, not the biggest fan. Mm, I'm I'm torn. I also I'm also very torn on her makeup. I just it's I wish she would, it's. Yeah, it's, it's giving soft. natural. It's giving natural man features. You know what I mean. I wish it blended more. Um, it's just it needs it needs to be softer. Rita says that they all could feel how great she feels. Something has changed this week. She says she is elegant and has more feeling when she carries herself. Luffy says she was very funny in Snatch Game and she was compar- comprehensive and nailed it from start to finish. 
Plessy will say that it was almost as if she read all of her books, all 15,000 of them. He says it was really rich and strong act. I will give this look a moon river. It's a moon river. Audience agrees. 78% moon river, 22% the rain in Spain. Now, Marina Vega will get the chance to ask the burning question. I can't wait to see how this turns out, especially since we get no critiques from the judges this episode right now. Um, Atina will say Valenciaga to go home with regards to Snatch Game. She says she nailed the look and was Vanessa Perthi, but didn't give the proper answers. Valenciaga will say Peach, as she says she feels like they don't know her. She goes on to say that's, um, that she's got so many hidden talents, but would rather see them up front. Jug Quinn will say following the Snatch Game and the top and bottom rankings, Valenciaga. Suzanne goes with her against sister, Valenciaga as she's been in the bottom several times and she's lacked humor and jokes in Snatch Game. Peach will say Valenciaga as she didn't do well in Snatch Game. And finally, Boop will say following the rules of the game, Valenciaga, even though she wanted to say Jacqueline as she is her biggest rival. I mean, let's be honest, if we watch Drag Race Season 15, uh, they said, fuck the actual question. We're going to send home who we want to send home. And I live for that, especially for our <laughs> Miss Ultimate Diva, Lux Noir London, who delivered probably, like, that was the definition of nerve. So listeners, after- you're gonna if you listen to both podcasts, you're gonna hear this podcast before the other one because I'm releasing this one first. I had a lot to say about that moment. Not always the best, um, but yeah, that was a moment, Lux. You definitely made the most iconic moment list right now. And and it, it's just so on brand for her. It was just so on brand for her, and the way she just like read Lucy, but Lucy, yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, I feel like after like that. No other who should go home tonight and why will ever compete, you know, at, at this point. And then, uh, spoiler to those who are going to listen to that podcast, I basically said it's going to change the game. My prediction is people next season are going to say their biggest competition, and the producers are going to say, Yes, we're going to send home the biggest competition just for drama's sake, and we're going to lose someone who should not be eliminated just because of this. The doors that Naomi opened. Mm hmm. All right, we're going to head back to the workroom where the girls have no feedback except knowing they all think Valenciaga should go home. Uh, they will receive their critiques before the winner is revealed, which was very weird timing. I don't understand it. But I hey, did not understand this critiquing format at all. It was also did like, not work. Did not. Work. It was also like you send the girls back before you critique them. So they don't know who's in the bottom. They don't know who needs to prepare for the lip sync. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting and emotional role. And I felt really bad for Valenciaga because going back she was the only one who got any negative critiques um because from other people so it just i don't know it created like a weird power dynamic that it's right for me now valenciaga knows that the question wasn't personal it's all part of the game and tina feels guilty having to cast the first stone as the first one to say the name and usually knows that it's going to be the domino effect but peach believes it will be her and valenciaga lip-syncing Boop isn't so sure it will be Peach. She thinks it could be a toss-up between Peach and Atina. And I was like, no, they're not going to send that bitch into the bottom. No, they like her too much. Jack Quinn will tell Peach that her answers in Snatch Game were funny. They were just not delivered well. Peach will say that her insecurities were there, so she tried to answer quickly so they would move on to the next person. Friends who want to go on Drag Race, if you need help with Snatch Game, please hit me up. This is going to be the challenge that you can't bomb anymore. You can't do it. You have to prepare. If it scares you, let's work on it. 
It is scary. It is it is a very hard challenge. You have to be in character. You have to stay there for like what two hours that they're filming this. It's 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 hard. So you definitely have to prepare for it. So hit Susan up Michael. Thinks, and yeah, hit me up. Susan thinks it was gonna be Boop, who's victorious. But until then, hip hip to the top six. The queens return to learn their fates. They learn that Mademoiselle Boop is the winner of the week and has won. I look over here because at the moment of filming, they didn't know what they were getting. Um, they had to add it later in post. And the prize is a trip to go skydiving. Every drag queen's favorite thing. Um, would you do that? Absolutely not. I'm terrified of heights. <laughs> Absolutely never. I would be like, can I turn this in for cash? Yeah. Or 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 I'll sell it on eBay and I'll be like, you're gonna go on a trip that That's true. You know, was given to a winner of, of a challenge on drag race. Quan, Suzanne, and Athena are safe, leaving Peach and Valenciaga as the bottom two. Do you agree? I wanted Quen to, to win just because I had more fun with her look and with her chat with, with her snatch game, but for the bottom, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm okay with this result. I I'm shocked that Susan was not number two, but hey, what do I know? The song well, they will lip sync is The Feeling by Henri PFR. Now, Peach will give it a try, but track record truly did decide the fate of this one. This was Valenciaga's third time. This was She was going home. This song, I had never heard before, but is going on the rotation now. It is fun. It's in English, and it samples girls just want to have fun. Yeah. I, I loved it. it. I'm here for it. It was a great moment, again, for the international audiences to be looped in. I think in any other lip sync with any other queen, Peach might have gone home. Lip syncing is not her thing. But. It was giving Pearl. Literally. Peach is going to reveal into a stone AF leotard. Why? And also, why did she not do that on the runway? Like, did she have that underneath on the main stage during the runway? Like, it, I don't get it. Like, it didn't work with the look, but like, where did this come from? Or did she not have underwear on? I if I don't think she should have revealed it on the runway because then it would have made no sense because, like, how is that Audrey Hepburn? Athena did the same thing. Well, I guess. Well, uh, honestly, character-wise, right. the story, I understand it, but you're right. Yes, it may. I it, Yeah. Honestly, I still I enjoyed uh, Peach's lip sync more than Valenciaga's because Valenciaga, mm -hmm. like, there's this thing that, you know, when and this is something that she's done in every lip sync that she's been. She doesn't look at the judges. No. She looks down. She looks up. You have to connect with the audience. You have to look them in the eye. We have to see your face. And Peach also just has this, like, amazing quality about her that she's not taking it all too seriously. Even when the judges were ripping her apart, she was smiling. Yeah. She was like, Yes, I hear you. Thank you. I'm here to look beautiful. Um, so it was just like she made me feel relaxed. Like as RuPaul and Michelle we say, you know, when you're relaxed, the audience is relaxed. Sure. I felt like that was Peach. Um, is she an amazing dancer? No. Would I pay my what would I pay 10 euros to get into a club to see her? Probably not, but she's beautiful. Yes. In the end, Peach stays as the end of the line for Lenciaga. West Flanders out. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? Yes, let me get my ointment for these burning questions. 
what is Valenciaga's legacy? I think she was a, a good lip syncer. Um, and I also don't think she lived up to her name. No, she didn't. Who was the winner of the week? Who was the best episode? For me, it was Quinn. Okay. I'll go boop. Are you ready? It's a makeover challenge next week. Who do you think will slay? Um, also, cinematic parallels two weeks in a row. Not Belgique and season 15 doing a makeover challenge with five queens left in the same fucking week. Um, this is going to be a terrible podcast week for me. I do not like doing the uh, makeover challenges. And now having to do two of them in one week, I'm not happy. Listen, sometimes you got to hit the rock bottom to appreciate the high top. I am going to say that I think someone like Boop should do well. Um, Atina and Quen should do well because they have very unique paints. Peach, I just don't know if she's had enough time to know how to paint another person. And I just, I'm very worried for Suzanne because she's not a makeup artist. She can do her face and do her face well, but that's about it. Yeah, the thing with Susan is that she doesn't have a distinct right. makeup style. Like, boop does. Like, you see a boop mm-hmm. face, you know it's a boop face. Even though, as I said earlier, I want it to be softer. Yeah, and, and I just, yeah, I think I think Athena and boop and Quinn are going to be fine because Quinn is just a professional and Athena is a, a look girl. So, but we'll see. Maybe Peach will gag us and she's going to win the challenge. We'll see. After five episodes, the winner of the season is... Quan. I think so. Um, I think I have to shift over to Quen from Suzanne and Atina only because we're we're getting very close to the end and they just don't have anything necessarily to show for it the way that Quen does. Yeah, track record is there. Um, Drag Quen doesn't necessarily seem as the representative of the first season of Draggers Belgique. In the way that like other winners like a Carmen Ferrara or Envy Peru do, but she's very talented. Yeah, but I also think that Belgique is kind of like sandwiched in between Holland mm-hmm. and France. It's like, um, you know, it needs to have a unique winner who stands out. Right. Um, so I think when makes sense for that. I was also talking to like my my friend who's a drag queen who is a drag queen in Belgium, and you know she was spilling me some tea about the production and how they were supposed to be two shows, one in French, mm-hmm. one in Dutch, but then they didn't have the production for Dutch. So I think that I think Quen actually symbolizes that like kind of European avant-garde French spirit yeah. of land of 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 Belgium. Listen, if that means that they have to go hook up with our friends in Holland so I can have a third season of Drag Race Holland, I'm not mad at that because I miss that show. I miss that. I I just really hate that the judging was so terrible because the girls brought it. Season two of Holland, fashion, no other season comes even close. So good. So good. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? You can find me on the corner of Broadway and, uh, you know, 23rd Street, just, you know, wearing like fishnets. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Maxim underscore Fab. And uh, yeah, just find me on Instagram. That's where I live. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Michael, for having me again. <laughs>